Hoi chums, welcome to this, the Hidden Grid. This is your sysop, Zendead. Glad to see that you could hack the ice and get the file. Today, we're going to change things up a bit from the norm. Our main topic is going to be broken up into two parts. A player's part, and a GM part. Now, feel free to listen to both. Um, I will be doing things like this, unless you, the listeners, tell me you don't like it. I feel... Like, just doing general topics doesn't help either group. It more like muddies the waters and can make it tough to navigate. So, here we go. Listen up as we bring you up to date on the world of Shadowrun for the next 20-some minutes. Here's a little bit of Hidden Grid news. The reason this episode is so late is my recording studio, i.e. my laptop, died. I had to get a new one and get everything reloaded and running smoothly. I will be posting pics of the new one in the gallery, so go check it out. For those of you that don't know, this year represents the 20th anniversary of this game that we have come to play or love, or both in some cases. In the last week or so, Adam Jury, the webmaster of the Shadowrun website, has taken to daily blogging and answering questions and taking comments. They are also posting previews and excerpts for the new stuff and upcoming books, as they always have. In addition, we've gotten a preview of titles for new and upcoming titles for the 2009 release schedule. The last title for 2008 is going to be Feral Cities. With Goats Cartels having just come out in PDF and a physical book coming soon, they say. Now, the 2009 titles are and not in any order of release or anything. That, as far as I know, hasn't been determined for the general public. There is a four-part, yes, four-part, folks, adventure called Dawn of Artifacts. This is supposed to tie into the Earthdawn history of Shadowrun. And for those that don't know, Earthdawn is a game that Fossa put out with tie-ins between the two game lines. Earthdawn represented the fourth world, Shadowrun the sixth. So, give Earthdawn a look, too. Next is the Running Wild book. It will be all about paranormals. It's going to take some of the old stuff, and it's going to include new material as well. Then to finish out the core, and supposedly that's going to finish out the core books with this last one. Uh, Peter said it's going to be a vice book, and it, as the name implies... It's all about the underworld. Now, since this is an anniversary year, they have a few special items coming down the line. They have talked about three, and then they're keeping two of them in secret. The three that we know about is a Seattle 2072 book. It's supposed to be like the original Seattle source book, with ads and everything, as well as full color. They're also doing a Sixth World Almanac. This is supposed to update the rest of the world, most likely by regions, I think. I do not think that they will go into any individual cities, anything other than maybe like an overview of them. Now, the final thing is that they're going to, in the release schedule for this year, is going to be this introductory box set. Now, this is what's going to be in it. They haven't really decided on yet, I don't think. There is talk about a rules light version of things in it and some extras I think something like the old Denver box set with its little plastic cards for the districts of the city 
or the old Dockwagon contract cards that they passed out years ago at Gen Con, those would be cool. Well, I think that brings us up to date on the news. So now I'm going to take a break, play a promo, and we will be back with the players part of our episode. This is Fred Hicks from Evil Hat Productions. Send more games. Send more podcasts. Need podcasts. RPGpodcast.com I know I said that this episode would be about the city of St. Louis, but I don't feel that I've got it together enough to do the episode that you guys deserve from me. So instead, we're going to do this about character generation. Okay, so... Here we go. This is not going to be how best to optimize the idea for the character that's in your head. This is about what you need to do to make the character creation process fun and entertaining for both yourself and for the game master. There are, se- there are a few things that you should bring with you before you sit down to make your character. The first thing that you should do is to think about the world. The world of Shadowrun is dark and gritty. But there is still some hope. This is not cyberpunk or the world of darkness. Now, I'm not bashing them, just to get that straight. Now, in a world that has hope, you have to make a character that even if they don't initially feel like they have hope, they can still fit into this world. Now, think about the area that the character grew up in. Was it in the Barrens or a corporate enclave? Or was it someplace else? These questions will help you get a good grasp on the early years of your character. Now, jump to the about when the character was a teenager and think about those. Even just a single sentence about each, that's really all you need. Now, with this, you can then give you kind of an idea of the kind of context that your character would actually know. How would a gutter punk come to be chummers with a wage slave, or a company man, or a Mr. Johnson? Or how could a company man that grew up in an enclave ever get to know a street kid? These are just a few things that can help. Now, you have to give some thought to the background from a long time ago. Now, look at the character for the last five years. Break it down every year to the present year. For that, then go to like monthly increments. What this will do is this will really give you a thorough feel for the person that your character is. Now, don't go crazy with how he learned to be the best gunfighter in the nation. Shadowrun was built, has built into it limiters just to stop people from doing this. Now, don't be afraid to say things like she was in the special forces of the Turkish military, which is where she learned to knife fight. That's fine, but being the best is just plain hard to do. The most important thing is that if you are the best, then there is nowhere to go with that character. The growing of a character is the best part at times, and it can feel like it takes forever, but it doesn't really. Now, while you're thinking about the character background, you should also be talking with the other players in the game. I know, talking to other players, how stupid is that? Well, think about this. You've gotten this great 
background for your character. And someone else goes to the GM first with that idea. I know crazier things have happened. But remember, great minds think alike. So you want to talk either as a group or as individuals. All talking through email or forums or chat or by phone. This way the group is balanced for playability. Because playability is a factor in Shadowrun. There's a job for everyone. It's also a great time to decide if and or how the characters are connected. This is the Shadowrun team, or is it just a group of friends? If you guys as players figure that out, then you can say that the GM didn't railroad you on his plot with characters that didn't even that wouldn't even work together. So now for the last thing. Be familiar with the character generation rules. You don't have to have everything memorized. Just kind of be familiar with them. Now, I know this is going to be a short episode, especially for the player's part. The GM's part isn't going to be much longer. But I need to get something out there for you guys. So, I'm going to now just jump right in to the... GM's advice. This is part two. Now, for advice for GMs, this is also going to be about character gen. I hope that old GMs and new GMs alike take something out of this. Now, the first thing you as a GM have to be willing to do is to say no. I know this might come as a shock, but remember, this is your game as well. If you tell the players you want to run a street-level game and someone comes to you with a corp kid that comes from money, ask them how does that fit with what I told you the game is going to be about. Now listen to the player. If they have a neat idea that you can spin, then by all means use it. But if people decide to go out on a limb and play something that's just odd and you have to think really hard on how to make that character fit, then seriously, don't be afraid to say no. If someone tells you that they want to play a mage and you told them that magic is not allowed, very rare, then if it is rare, then make them a target or make them feel that magic is rare. Having a mage in every group the players encounter just destroys the feel you were going for. Stick to what you want and don't let the players dictate policy. Now, if you're playing a lot of narrative games, this is going to sound really weird because in narrative games, the players and the game master dictate policy together. Now, if they have ideas, great. That is awesome. But the core of the game you want to run, they agreed to this as well already. And if a player doesn't want to play that game, it might be more than just the one person. Ask them if they want to play that, because characters are from where the GM draws inspiration for game sessions and adventures and stories. Something that I have seen work well is watch movies about the style you're going for. As a group, if the players start jumping in and talking about things in game terms, you've got them hooked, line and sinker. Talk about it and the types of characters you think that they think they would want to play in a game that say a hard-boiled mystery or a high espionage game 
they can both have very different character types and directions for where the ones that they do share overlap. So think hard before saying no, but don't be afraid to say it. Now after that comes the next hard part. Listen to the players, and by listen, I mean pay attention to your players. They will give you clues all the way of the type of game that they are interested in. It will be from the types of contacts the characters have, to the skill choices the players made, to the gear that they buy. It all tells you, and if you make that work, your players will be amazed that you included this little bit of history about the character. Now, players are junkies for stuff like that. Because what it shows them is a very real way that you care about the backstory that they spend time on. Maybe not tons, but some. And next time they might do more, hoping that you incorporate more of it. Being the GM is the hardest part of the game. Not because you're running everything, but also because you become the director, casting agent, and referee of all of this. And at times it might seem a bit overwhelming, but remember, it gets easier the more you do it. Okay, folks, I'm going to call that a wrap on this. It's a little short, I know, but we're going to go with it. I'm going to play a promo, and when we come back, I'm going to go and have my short little ranty. podcast we kick boredom square in the nuts movies music books games whatever's on our minds now due to the wonders of hotel internet i have no idea what has been said for the last 30 seconds but i'm sure it was interesting and full of um insight and uh other good stuff podcast.com Today, the short topic is going to be gangs. Gangs in Shadowrun are important for several reasons. But to be honest, I think the best thing that they do is they offer temporary bad guys and armies of bad guys. Now, I would suggest that you beg, borrow, and steal gangs from any and every source you can get your hands on. The reason is you can make them big or small to fit the needs of the moment. I found a book for cyberpunk called gang book honestly uh, I will be stealing a lot of stuff whole cloth out of this just adding or subtracting the things that I need or want from it our books are a great source as well especially if you're paying a lot of attention to graffiti in them now you can steal the names for gangs right from there from movies there are too many to go into. Now, I'm going to try to post a few gangs in the forums as well. So, there it is, folks. I told you, this is going to be a short topic today. Now, what we're going to do is next, we're going to do the review, and then I'm going to give you guys a little bit of feedback that I've gotten recently. Okay, so... I know I said that I was going to do a review of the Unwired book. The problem is is that this book reads like stereo instructions for the first half of it. 
only it seems to take even longer than stereo instructions. Now it seems to be that I've gotten through the hard part and things seem to be going a little smoother. What I'm going to be doing is hopefully posting that review as a separate file that you can download in the next week or so. So I'm going to go ahead and just jump into a review of something that I've already gotten done, which is the screen and booklet. So let's dive right in. I gotta say, the screen is just what you expect from previous versions. It's a good quality hard card stock. The artwork on it is some of the better stuff from the main rulebook. I think maybe new would have been nice though. None of them have ever had totally new artwork though. So Now, the inside is just what you expect. Both the hacking and magic tables are lacking. The screen is totally useless for either of those things, unless you're just straight up spellcasting. But, if you want to know where a grenade scattered to, that's in there. Really a shame. I think the organization of the screen could have really used an overhaul. Maybe a few other tables or things that also come up in a session of Shadowrun would be nice. Maybe something to help GMs pull NPC frameworks out of thin air in one of the small corners. I almost feel like that there were two other screens, that there should have been two other screens, and the second one was missing. So, maybe a second one next time, guys. Now, the booklet, on the other hand, is great, and a complete and total indispensable piece of your game mastering arsenal. The contacts are very well written, with where you might find them, and the similar types that can use the bare bones information, the stat blocks and everything else that they've provided. The runs to go frameworks were nice, short and sweet. These frameworks are usable in a Shadowrun game from a one shot to the beginnings of a campaign. Now, I personally think that the conversions from SR3 to SR4 is a nice little extra, but it's not really needed. There was Prime Runner info included in the main rulebook. You just re-envision the character to fit the feel of the game. I think those pages could have been more useful, like the last two pages, which were nothing but extra tables and stuff like that. I, you could photocopy and use them and paste in or tape onto the screen these extra tables and things that you would need. Now, the price for this item is well worth the 20 bucks. The quality of the screen and the booklet itself. So I'm going to give this product a 4 out of 5. The reason I can't give it 5 is because the screen needed work. It was really just a rehashing of the old ones which left a little to be desired. So what I'm going to do now folks since I've actually gotten some feedback I'm going to go ahead I'm going to play that because somebody sent it in as a WAV file. And then what I'm going to do is we're going to go right from that into the outro. Hoys and dead, this is Orc Lord from the Canon Puncture Show. Want to drop you a line I was able to pick up your feed, episode 2, Movies and NPCs. Very good, I really enjoyed it. It was whiz. I have to say, biggest part of the movies, uh, your tips on looking for clothing. I think that's a big part of what makes Shadowrun stand out. Your recommendation is Smoking Aces? I gotta watch that one now. 
Hellboy is an orc? Good call. Only piece of feedback. Nemesis. Come on. How could you not mention Nemesis? I love that movie. Talk about a great scene with two Borgs going full auto on each other in point-blank range. Come on, that's gorgeous stuff. NPC segment. Watching people, taking some of their habits, and using it to create more vibrant characters. Good idea. No stat blocks. Gutsy. Gutsy. Once played with a guy who, uh, every time he got angry, he would scream out, I hope you got his stats, and uh, pick up dice. I don't think that'd work too well. Keep up the good work, Zendead. If you need any help, let me know. I'll throw up some smoke. This is Orc Lord. Out. Well, folks, this is going to wrap things up here at the Hidden Grid. You can get in touch with us several ways. First, there is email, which is hiddengrid at gmail.com. There's the blog, which you can post comments on at www.hiddengrid.com slash blog. You can find us on MySpace at www.myspace.com slash zendead. We also have a live journal under username Hidden Grid. You can Skype the username Hidden Grid as well. And finally, you can get in touch with us on our forums at www.hiddengrid.com forums. So please, come on out and join the discussions there. If your GM doesn't listen, ask him or her too. If you are a GM, ask your players too. The more we people we have listening, the more we grow as a strong community. Shadowrun has survived for 20 years for a reason. Now remember, shoot straight, conserve ammo, and never, ever deal with a dragon. Hingrid's music is courtesy of Harmony Steel. You can find her works at alarinmusic.com. Hidden Grid is released under Creative Commons Attribution, no commercial, no derivatives, works, 3.0 US license.